Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Wet Paint NYC podcast. I'm Paul Cepeda and I'm here with itinerant muralist and artist adventurer, Michael Mayoski. How are you doing, Michael? I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us in the Brooklyn studio. You are an itinerant muralist and artist adventurer, as, as we said. What does that mean to you? Well, it means basically um, having a point to being homeless. Because, you know, you could be just homeless, right? I bought a van, started traveling. It's a Comcast van. I bought it for two grand. It was a good price. and But the transmission needed to be replaced. But it's got a 40-foot boom on it. So I can paint my murals. And a muralist who owns the, his own boom truck has an advantage. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever actually heard of that before. Yeah, no, but you can. And uh, instead of rentals. And it's real stealth. It looks like a cable van. I've been parked in the same spot for two months, and I haven't gotten a single ticket. You know, you haven't got a ticket. Maybe some of the neighbors think that you're, uh, you know, the FBI staking out the joint or something. <laughs> who, who knows? So they leave you alone, huh? No, they bring me coffee. They know for the first couple of weeks, they're like, what the hell is this guy doing? And the, but I have a dog who kind of breaks the ice because he's so darn cute. I didn't bring him today. And uh, he's everybody loves ping pong. He's a shih tzu. Oh, okay. So, he, you know, they they they. Their threat level drops when they Pretty see weird, the yeah. dog. Yeah, <laughs> Shih Tzus have a way of doing that sometimes. So, so you mentioned that you, um, you know, sort of half jokingly mentioned that you were that you were homeless. Um, but we were speaking just a moment ago about how you've been living in, you know, in the van, um, and you were telling me the story of how that got started. I know that you're originally from Illinois. How did how did that choice to move into sort of the mobile van and itinerant mural um, lifestyle come about? Well, I'll tell you, um, I had raised a daughter, and she turned 22 and joined the Army. So I figured that that tenure of my life was over. And I've always wanted to just travel and paint, which I always have, but I've always used Illinois, Chi-Town, St. Louis, uh, those cities as a home base. And then when she grew up, I decided I might as well just hit the road because then I document it. It's one thing to be homeless, but it's another to be homeless making a film about painting murals. And that's what I'm doing. I figured I'd do it for about five years and I'm on year number three. And I've been all over the country because I paint for several corporate clients too. They sustain me, Starbucks, Taco Bell, Myers or Founders Brewery. These are just some. And they'll like call me, like Taco Bell sent me to Vegas once. They said, we have an emergency mural in Las Vegas. And I'm like, what's an emergency mural, right? But this, they said, it's the coolest Taco Bell in the world, and we need you to go down there, and you can only paint on Sunday from midnight to 6 a.m. because that's the deadest time. It was on the strip, right? Yeah. So I get down there, and it was the coolest Taco Bell. And I don't even eat Taco Bell, but it was the coolest Taco Bell. So I painted for six hours, and they flew me out at 6 a.m. I was just there. It was like rock star painter. And yeah, and all they painted was eat, drink, chill, you know, and cool lettering. And they paid like a lot. I don't want to say because people would be mad. Of course. (laughs) You got to love that Taco Bell money. And Starbucks money is not too shabby, I'm sure, either. So, so how did you um, get into painting, you know, uh, originally, how did you get started in painting? And then how did that sort of turn into mural painting? Or or are they one and the same? That's, that's kind of an interesting story. My Life seems to revolve around cars. Uh, well, a mechanic told me once when I was younger, never fall in love with your car because you'll never get rid of it. Well, so when I was 19, I bought a convertible, a 1966 Delta 88 convertible. Nice, right? I named her Victoria. I drove her. I was like 19, 20, driving all over the country in this convertible. 
it's like a dream. But I was on my way to New York, and this was in 1993. And I figured I'd go there and make films. Like, that's where you go, right? I mean, it was 1993, so that's where you do. You go to New York or so L.A. You with the interest in film. Film, yeah. And my car broke down in Illinois. And I was like, well, how am I going to raise two grand? So I walked into a head shop. I used to make bull whips. That's a lost art. But mm-hmm. like a 12-foot, like the Indiana Jones style. Yeah, like leather. Yeah. All that good so I taught myself to braid whips. So that was a way I could like make a quick couple hundred bucks, just braid up a whip. And I mean, that's the Midwest for you. I don't know how well they sell around here, but well, in certain neighborhoods, yeah, quite probably, well, right, for right, different reasons. Right. I haven't I haven't made one in years. But I went into this head shop, and they offered me twenty five bucks for something that takes days, weeks, and I was like, well, never mind that because they're cheap hippies. And they ended up uh, basically saying, well, we need something painted. So I was, and so I paint uh, steal your face. And it was all, you know, but I could always draw. I was always drawing, you know, because I did my own storyboards for my movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the reason I taught myself make whip is in the early 90s, late 80s, you couldn't find a whip like on the Internet. So you'd have to make your own and because I was making a prop for a Indiana Jones spoof movie, I'm sure. And then, and then that turned into sort of a, a craft hobby yeah. that you could turn into sort of a little bit of a trade. Yeah, I didn't want a job. Well, there's a really yeah, no job. <laughs> well, see, yeah, that's I think in uh, that's a sort of a common thread through a lot of artists is not necessarily wanting that traditional job of any yeah. kind, really, you know, but making things with your hand or creating something out of nothing and trading that for you know good services or even better money, um, you know, that's something that most of us can sort of get behind, you know, because we're, <laughs> we're creators, so uh, we have no problem making stuff for you. Right. Well, I have advice for artists. I have yeah, advice but... for artists that. You know, not to put down art school. I did not go, and I'm not saying that you necessarily should, but I tell artists, always go to business school. That's just spend like two that. years business. Because uh, you need to be ten- you know, tenacious. You need to just uh, grind. And be, I'll tell you what, honestly, I barely get to paint because I'm usually just on the internet seeking jobs. I'm managing oneself and painting is a near impossibility. I think if there was some sort of, mar- I'm sure there's a market for art assistants that are non-artists. You know, someone who's a non-artist, I would love to have help me manage, answer the emails, da 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 da. That's why I came to New York is to, to find teams, because people they don't team up. But New York has this energy about real mutual support, because uh, someone said once. I mean, this guy was uh, his name was what was it? Something. It was in Washington Square. He was a homeless cat, but he was happy as a clam. And he's like, look where you're at, man. I mean, you're here. Just do something. And he was right. It's, it's, there's an advantage to the New York energy. I don't know if it's its age, the sacrifices. But what amazes me about this city, it's inspiring. I mean, how do you pinpoint it? So many artists have said, what's inspiring? And uh, I'd say it's that every single inch, even this room and those buildings and all those other buildings across that water, we're all touched by human hands, every inch. And every inch is made by... You know, it's a it's a real um, iconic place, and it's inspiring. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think you touched on a lot of the main reasons why it is uh, so iconic and inspiring because you know there's all the history, um, and one of the things that you mentioned was there's all the struggle too. Yeah. You know, pretty pretty much everybody who um, wasn't born into being here, and many of those who were have had to struggle to get here and then also struggle to stay here longer than, you know, the first year or whatever. 
Right. Um, you know, and they say, you know, once you make it through a few years, you know, you're, you've become a, a, a veteran New Yorker because that's what it takes. And, you know, and it sounds like you're um, obviously doing whatever it takes to, to, to get your stuff out there and to continue that hustle. And I love the, what you mentioned about community because that's also what I came to New York about 10 years ago to do. And that was the basis um, behind why I founded Wet Paint NYC, you know, gallery online and all that kind of thing was to uh, sort of share it, share the love, share the opportunity and those sort of responsibilities. Um, because I know, you know, like you said, artists need time away from the computer. They need time off their phone so that they can create these awesome things that are their gift to the world. Yeah. And so teaming up with others who are uh, more prone to organization and those kind of skills um, is, is really when artists are able to soar the most and get the most you know, out of their life here and, and uh, get the most out of New York, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's very cool. Yeah, there's money. There's money. I mean, there's money to be had and there's money in a market that it's, I don't, you know, the best advice, like I said, is go to business school, but don't be afraid of mistakes because it's your mistakes that make your style. You know, if everyone did it perfect, it would look the same. You know, and we don't want that. We want original. We want that. That's we why want the art battle is good because the art battle allows you. I mean, here's these artists, and most of them are tattoo artists. I notice, or you know, muralists. But I think more portrait artists should jump in because people really respond to portraits. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that's a great point that you bring up because that's where we met. Um, we met at art battles, and you've been basically winning all the all the recent oh, art battle competitions. Just a, just a couple, no. That you know, it's. Uh, I've been trying to. You know, you can get up there and just paint something uh, that you know. But for the first times, I've been trying experimenting. You know, I mean, why not just go with the moment rather than painting something I've done a thousand times? Before? Yeah, let's let's for people who don't know, let's tell um, that what, them what art battles is. Basically, we take four or eight artists or so, um, put them, you know, usually four or five uh, against each other at a time. And literally, it's like a ring in the middle of a venue, almost like a boxing ring. And there's an audience that comes in, you know, they pay for their tickets. They're there to see the um, artist compete for 20 minutes. They only have 20 minutes to complete a painting, start to finish. And the whole time, you know, they got all the eyes of the crowd on them. And then uh, when they're done painting, the, the audience gets to vote. And, and basically, it's sort of like a round robin thing. And in different cities across the country and even in other countries, so it's become sort of a global thing. You know, all these local artists are able to come together and, you know, in good spirit, battle each other for 20 minutes. Whoever pleases the crowd the most wins. And then the wonderful thing about it, too, is that everybody who competes gets the opportunity to have their paintings auctioned there live, too. So there's an opportunity for every artist to uh, make a buck, as you yeah. said, which is a great thing because, um, you know, a lot of times artists are used for their talents and not necessarily paid or paid fairly. Um, and so this is one opportunity to uh, sort of even that playing field for a little bit. Well, yeah, and the audience is always good. I mean, I enjoy those performance paintings for the audience, you know, because they there's an energy and music is, I was raised by musicians. I was not, I played the violin for a little bit. My mother took the piano and the violin and said, you will not be a musician because my father was a musician. <laughs> it was the seventies. So they, um, I just picked up a brush. So if it's not for music and every time I go in there, I, I immediately talk to the DJ and I'm like, I'm like, you need to, do you have this or that? And because you got to have one groove song because some DJs, they, they are playing what's popular, but the psychology, I mean, you're a painter. I mean, you understand that there's some things that contain like jars of flow. Oh, yeah. And when you open them at the right oh, time, yeah. you could, 
it's much better. There's one DJ, which one? He's the one at um, the House of Yes. He's really good, you know. Yeah, and so yeah. is the guy at the Those Poison Rouge. Shows, yeah, yeah. The Poison Rouge guy, he's uh, he needs a light because he, sometimes he has a hard time reading the thing. They should give them a flashlight to uh -huh. read the thing because they've skipped over me once. It was funny. It was like because he was describing me. But he didn't see the next number, but so I just walked walked on anyway, you know. Well, like like yeah. like an old champion should. He knows where to be, so you just like, all right, that that's me they're referring to. So uh, I'm up on stage now. Yeah, but it's cool. Look, I mean, the crowd loves to see you work. Um, you know, I know that I'll see you, fl you know, flip the canvas over oh, yeah, and spin it around and take yeah. it off, and you know, the crowd loves that kind of thing. Yeah, that's actually a style I've developed over the years from performance painting because um, it was Chuck Close, if you know Chuck Close. He has a rotating easel. It's on a pedal because right, right. he's, and I was like, that's a great idea. But, and being that I have full, you know, control over all the things, you can dance with the canvas. It adds a different dimension to painting. And every artist I know rotates because the angle of the shoulder blade into the, socket you can get a better line if you change it or you can draw a perfect circle but you just got to change the angle of the canvas so i made uh just a basic structure out of a milk crate two wheels and a two by four that is i can fix anywhere because that was the idea what's something i can fix everywhere mm -hmm. and not have any specialty like it's a super it just looks like a milk milk crate screwed to the bottom of a pole of two by four and the PVC pipe uh, sticks out of the top for about three inches. Mm -hmm. And then the canvas has a rotted thread that'll go in. And being PVC, you can use water as a lubricant. You don't need oil, so no bearings. It's a real simple device, but it spins silently. Yeah, it yeah. spins silently. I could show you a video later Very of how cool. it works. You know, So I'm used to turning it around because you let the painting kind of paint itself. You know, I'd have to show you the other ones. 20 minutes is a short amount of time, and that is a challenge. Right, right. You know? <laughs> For anybody. And that's, you know, that's what we hear all the time is that, you know, and that's yeah, why the crowd's so right. impressed because, you know, it's 20 minutes. So you really have to give it your all, yeah. and it really is. You know, it's 20 minutes, and then brushes down, and all eyes are on you, so you can't really cheat that, you know? You can't cheat. No, you can't do it. You know? No, everybody will know. So yeah, but um, but you know, like we said, you've been uh, you've been doing pretty well with the crowd. They've they've obviously supported you, and in <laughs> fact, um, just recently, you moved on to the competition in Miami, which is coming up in early December, and that'll be uh, right around Art Basel time. So that's like you know all the all the art world descends on Miami for that week, and so that's going to be a really exciting thing for you to go down there and do. Yeah, you know what? Uh, one of the reasons I came to New York was to be able to piggyback into anywhere in the world because you know this is the front door i've been in the midwest and eating mcdonald's and coca-cola my entire life and i'll tell you i've come to new york been here for a year my first project here was for the u.s army over in fort hamilton doing a mural for them i don't how i got that gig i don't know but they mentioned that because i don't have a record this is something to keep in mind the, you, you can't get any federal jobs and that's a lot of good grants and good. And the feds usually have hired all the best muralists because they have art programs like back in the 30s. Right, right. You know, they even hired, you know, Diego yeah. Rivera. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid of like federal or corporate jobs. I mean, you could continue in painting your own stuff. But if you just, you know, paint up for three days for Taco Bell and get a check for 10 grand, well, you know. That's going to help. It's going to buy you some more canvases. Oh, know? yeah, yeah. So I got to New York, and the first five hours I was, it's New York. This is how I knew it was my town. Is the first five hours I was here, I was painting in Washington Square, which I consider to be the epicenter of the creative energy in this city. It goes back to that square. 
and a good friend of mine who does sand art named Joe Mangrum. He does these giant mosaics. You might actually have seen him. He does them for all over New York, but he centers there. And I was performance painting, uh, painting, and the first people who got it were the mayor of New York, de Blasio, his office took it. So they had me come down to the office. Yeah, they had me come down. Well, it was a gift to Paris. I mean, I'd just been in New York five hours, and they're like, how long have you been here? And I'm like, five hours. And I lost my dog, and he came back. In Manhattan, someone brought him back. I was like, what the crap? <laughs> I mean, same, dog. same dog. <laughs> yeah, same dog. Yeah, he got loose for five hours in Manhattan. I made a children's book about what Just he did. He did. Well, a homeless guy called. He was like, I think I have your dog, you know, because my number's on the tag. And then I was painting for a company here called Nooklin. And uh, I was sanding their sign. And I was like, man, I really need a hand sander because I was doing it by hand. It was a 30 foot, if you know where they're located, that black yeah, and white yeah, yeah. sign they have. That was like, I painted that in 2015. It was my first time here. And Harley is a good guy. The whole crew down there are really cool. You know, anyway, he had me paint that and I was walking my dog and I wish I had a hand sander. I said it in my name or in my head. Mm -hmm. And I was walking down the street and like 20 minutes later, they were on the sidewalk. I mean, here in Bushwick, three hand sanders with a sign that said, we work, you know, and I was Take like, me free. I'm like, what the hell? It's either angels or demons here, what? but some's trying to keep me here. That's not the only, I mean, I could go on for hours about the weird serendipitous things that happen in New York. The you just, you just, you just ask yeah, and it comes. I tell you, I tell you, <laughs> um, for the 10 years that I've lived here, almost all of my furniture has been found in the exact same way yeah, that yeah. you, you know, it's, it, you know, and it's, and it's, and it's always within close enough, you're, you know, if it was a few blocks down, you'd be like, oh no, you know, that's yeah. too much to move or whatever. But when it's, you know, a block or two away from your house, that definitely feels like serendipity. Yeah. No, I think about a third, if not a half of the furniture in New York are, are recycled through because I've seen some nice things. I'm like, man. And that, but I chose the van. You asked me earlier, yeah. what was the choice? And I chose the van because when I'm in an apartment or a house, and I had one in Illinois, it's my studio. And I really don't see the purpose in a living room anymore. You know, at grandma's house, yes. But in my house, I'm like, eh, my daughter's in her room or she's with her mom. And I'm not going to sit in the living room watching, you know, I'll be in the garage or I'll be in the attic. I'll sleep in the, you know, wherever I'm painting. I, you know, I like it. I like being outside at night under the stars with the music and a good mural and maybe some friends or some Art Bell on the radio or Coast to Coast, it's called, mm -hmm. and just listening. Yeah. And that's when I feel closest to my purpose is just in the adventure. So I bought the van from Comcast. It's got the boom and just been driving around at it, you know, painting and the murals. And allows you to uh, get yeah. high to four stories. Yeah, four okay, stories. Yeah, so the boom on the back of the truck, you know, allows you to get up there and paint. Um, and, and that is a huge deal for any muralist. I mean, usually, you know, the, the company has to rent, you know, a giant, you know, all kinds of equipment and right. permits and all this kind of stuff. But you can just pull up and get it done. And that's pretty yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. No, the boom is real handy. If I had one talent, people, this is something a lot of artists do agree with. And when uh, people say talent, talent is a name. And it's something that I have heard, of course, every artist gets it. But in some ways, it discounts all the um, practice and time. Talent is this, this it kind of separates you and puts you on a, a different kind of level, whether it below or above whoever's saying it. And that just, it's uncomfortable for me. 
And so I prefer just skill, you know, practice. Yeah, well, and, and also there's the whole, there's the fact of the matter that somebody can be extremely talented, but if they don't use that talent or yeah. they don't put in the work, yeah. they can easily be outpaced by people who may not be as quote unquote talented, but have the drive and the work ethic and they'll just, they'll, they'll do laps right. around them, you know? And they make a story. That's the important part. The important part, what gives art value is the story. Honestly, there's an old question, is it the art or the artist? And at different times, I'd say it's about the artist. And then other times, it's about the art. You know, it's one of those two coins or two sides. But it is, uh, it is definitely, how do you say it? I don't know. The point is the tenacity, the ambition, and the story you build. Because, like, look at the Sistine Chapel. We were talking about that yesterday, I think, where it wasn't the best fresco at that time. The fresco is beautiful, more three-dimensional, more epic. But it's because of he took forever, he hated it, he yeah. argued with the Pope, who yeah. you don't do, and he ran away. Didn't they find him in a barn hiding? Like, I think that, that's yeah, and yeah. they they usually would kill him. But was, the Pope yeah. was like, "You're gonna finish this painting. <laughs> You're yeah. gonna do it." So that's pretty funny, you know. It's it's you know. It's but it is a good story. You make a good story. Yeah, that's and, you know, and, and, that's and, why I'm in the band. It's a good story. Yeah, it's a good story. It's uh, it's highly utilitarian. You, you can get around. You can go wherever you need to go um, and paint it's got solar. up the four store. Oh, really? I got my own Wi-Fi and it's solar. I mean, it so looks... I, I keep reminding myself, I'm in there, this little box with a desk. I have all my computers. I can edit my films. I got all my paint under my bunk. It's got a stove and blah, 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 blah. But it just looks like an econol line with an arm on top. So it's reminiscent of like a NASA... I thought about painting NASA on the side because I have no markings. It's just plain white. It's got paint all over it, but I don't have anything distinguishing me because I like being incognito. Uh, you know, it's just there's an advantage being not noticed. Totally. You know, but it's I remind myself that three grown men, much larger than me, went to the moon in something that size. You know, several times. I mean, it's not so very that big. Point, it feels like luxury. It just feels. I feel like I'm landing in a planet because I'm just parked on in front of a wonderful place called Ambrosia Elixirs. And if that's a plug, that's awesome because the, those people have been very kind to me. They, you know, they allow me to take showers and da-da-da-da-da. But I just, you know, stay in the van and the neighbors have been, you know, that's the thing. They don't, New Yorkers, they gave up personal space some time ago because I was surprised how close I'm standing to anybody on the subway. And it's, just what even it is. Even in the grocery store. Even in the grocery store. There is no personal space. So if you, you have a problem with that, don't come to New York. Right. But it's, it's, it, it, you'll get over it. And uh, the other thing about New York that I love is like the energy and, you know, but it is, it's a myth that I've heard a million times about New York that it's like, you know, everyone's mean. I mean, we were stuck in the Ghostbusters and taxi drivers days. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what New York is different than that. So I recommend artists just to give New York a try, just to do something here, like do an art battle and then, you know, go back wherever, blah, blah, blah. Well, there you go. Yeah, come do an art battle, you know, uh, duke it out with the locals for 20 or 40 minutes and, uh, and and take it from there and you can head back to wherever. I know that at, recently at one of the art battles, somebody did come up from uh, North Carolina and yeah. they were here for, you know, a couple of days or whatever and then flew back. Um, similarly to you heading down to Miami and... Yeah, uh, you know, you know, who knows? Maybe you'll get stuck down there for a while, and that's the freedom that you have. You know? Yeah, yeah, I do have that freedom, and I probably might. You know, I've not really spent much time in Florida. I haven't seen a. I wish I would have seen the space shuttle launch before they ended that. That would have been. That's that was my generation. Yeah. Man, now it's gone. But I'm sure. Did you watch it on TV? 
Well, yeah, no, I was real mad because we were gonna go, and we're uh, it was just a bad day. It was sometimes, and that's the other. Yeah, sometimes you gotta just go with whatever the universe tells you, even though it pisses you off. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's just not gonna work out. Don't force yourself. If something's fighting you, don't do it. There you, know? you go. So yeah, that's, that's a okay. good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So maybe you'll you'll get a chance to thaw it a little bit down in Miami because yeah. it'll probably be cold over the next couple of months. And then, you know, yeah. we'll be down in Miami and uh, doing that thing. I'm, I'm actually going to go display a little work down there this year too oh, yeah? for the first time. So that should be cool. cool. Um, what an adventure. Yeah. yeah. It's totally an adventure. You know, this is, this this, has this been is the fun. life we chose, right? Yeah. I love New York. I, actually, you know what? Being an artist has been, you know, artist is another loaded word. I just prefer painter. Other people mm-hmm. can call you an artist, but uh, being how you say it. Oh man, I guess the whole experience here so far has been really undescribed. You know, in the sense that it's been very positive and kind of put gave me everything I've needed. I mean, I haven't starved. You know, you know, I have my hands. I can go down and draw caricatures. That's kind of what gets me around is caricature art. That's real interesting. Because everybody, no matter what class, race, color, creed, wants a drawing of themselves or their children. So it's if you're an artist and you're looking for an easy way to make money, learn to draw caricatures. And where do you do that? Like in the park? Or? Bars or, you know, anywhere. I work for tips. Nice. You know, I don't do it as much anymore because the murals are yeah. more money. But if I need a quick, like, 500 bucks, I'll just get a wedding, you know. And you, the trick with kids, that's why painting is really expressive, you know, and I commit to the line. If like an advice on anything that I've learned from, I've done a few of these art battles, mm-hmm. is paint what you know and um, let use a lot less paint because the paint actually is real frothy. Have you painted it's, with it yet? It is, yeah. It's, it's, yes, it's, it's different paint. Well, it's sign paint. It's yeah. it, that's I've worked with sign paint. It's straight up sign paint. Like you know, that. that's what it's just like, so... It, it'll dry, but it's good paint. It's got a lot of pigment, and it mixes well. So I dig your guys' paint. You know, I'm going to get me some, actually. Yeah, that, that it's good stuff. That's um, what he's describing is the, the paint and the other materials that are provided uh, by Art Battles for the, for the artists. Uh, the paint is provided, brushes, canvas, uh, you know, just the basics there. And that sort of levels the playing field for everybody. So everybody sort of starts on the same page with the same amount of time. And then they just get to show everybody what they've got. Right. And, and it does that kind of thing, which is pretty cool. Uh, so let's see. So you've got caricature stuff that you can do. You, you, you specialize in murals. Um, you also specialize in winning uh, speed painting competitions. <laughs> uh, what else do you have going on? Well, um, I do like making films. You know, but something. Are you working on anything particular right now? Um, just what I'm doing, filming everything. The army actually purchased. They were very nice. The army is a great client. Um, they bought me a camera, a nice, you know, Canon with the whole rig and everything for filmmaking. So Are you I'm just going around New York filming. Yeah, stuff? filming stuff, talking to people, doing you know something, you know something like this. Uh, but I'm not a filmmaker. I mean, I jumped out of that in the '90s when I had a child. Being the car broke down in Illinois. That's when my life took a different turn. So when she grew up, my daughter grew up, I figured, well, I'm still single. I'll just go back to being 24. And mm-hmm. that's why, you know, I'm, I'm here, you know. <laughs> it's, uh, pretty, uh, Liv- what, was, what was your question? You had a question, I forgot. 
Oh, just basically what else you're working on at the moment. Like, are you, are you working on any particular films or do you have plan? Do you have like an idea for a film that you want to do um, eventually? Well, I'll tell you, <clears throat> there's something that Elon Musk, I know everybody's talking about Elon freaking Musk. When last year, yeah, last year he sold his first ticket to the moonshot right, to right. that Japanese guy. Yeah. And his idea is he's going to bring eight artists. Right, yes, I remember that. The Dear Moon. So. I had Buddy, I try to put some of my buddies in on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm all for it. So I'm, there is no real way to enter. There, there. He's just cured. The, yeah. What's his you name? Throw your name in the hat or whatever. Or and, and I think the hat is the Instagram account right. because they haven't <laughs> made any announcement or any info. I've called, yeah. you know, SpaceX down in California, yeah, and you know, how do I enter? They're like, oh, I don't know. You know, we don't know. <laughs> but I think that the Instagram is the fault. Now I keep up with it on the Instagram, very handy uh, app, and uh, I keep up with it there. And everyone's just kind of putting art, and it's awesome, because you know what's he gonna do? Just hit scroll and then close his eyes and press a thing, you know. But my idea is I do want to make a posting, and I like making the films, and I like painting, and I like space. So I've been scoping walls that you know whoever owns a wall, I'll be like, you don't have to pay for it. But I'd like to paint a time lapse of the phases of the moon, like really large, and the lift can get up there. It's real quick. Cool. And I'm thinking that um, there's a wall in Dumbo that is really good, and it's real blank, and there's no windows, and it's just my right height. Sounds and I, like you have a vision. Oh yeah, and I can plant <laughs> the cameras in a certain particular spot in this building across the street where you got the bridge and the skyline of Manhattan behind it, and time lapse it with color LED. A lot of my murals are LED reactive. That's a lot of fun. You know, use, uh, most paint is, but if you can get um, a certain frequency of light, like with the LEDs, you can have a lot of fun. You know, LED. Real, real tripped out looks. Oh, like yeah. Popping between reds and blacks to yellows. It, I, just put an LED DJ light on a magazine sometime. You'll see what it does. It's pretty cool. So I've incorporated that in some of my murals. And so to do this, that's really my main purpose my main project right now is to get a wall to time lapse and film and to just to get yourself to the moon to get myself to the moon and I share a birthday with Jules Verne okay, no, so no. I mean I'm like come, yeah I'm like come on man it's in the stars yeah. literally yeah. it's written in the stars well that that's well that's certainly awesome too um well, you mentioned Instagram. Where can people get a hold of you? How can people get a hold of you? What's your Instagram? And do you have like a website or email address? How do you like to? How can people get in touch with you to get some of your fantastic work? Oh well, I don't know about fantastic. Um, thank you though. <laughs> um, you know, my. You know what? Me. I don't have a Facebook. I gave up I, five years ago. I was like, this is heading in the wrong direction. Yeah, and artists say that. They're like, well, how do you make money? I'm like, I tell you, honestly, I probably only sold one painting on Facebook ever. Maybe they can see you. I'm not gonna die. It's, it's a good platform, but at a certain level, it fails. You know, I think it should remain like, how do you keep in touch with your high school friends? Facebook is only important to Facebook. It, it really is, and I mean, it was a great idea, but it's gotten out of hand, people. And Instagram is so much non-political, you know. But people, they, they still can be negative. But, you know. What, so what's your handle on Instagram? Uh, Michael J. Mayoski. Or you could type in Cosmos Jones. That was my old graffiti uh, name uh, when I did that. A oh, long cool. time ago. That was 90s when graffiti artists still kept some. There was some integrity in the graffiti artists of the 90s. And 
they'll just write on anything these days. And there was some rules, we unspoken rules we had right. in the old days of graffiti. Like some of those are... Well, um, there was a no stencil rule. No stencils. And stencils started popping. Yeah, yeah, I got rid of that one. But that's okay. I mean, the idea is, is that you wanted to show how sharp and you, you can cut in with a can. Especially those old Krylons, which is what we used. And they just started oh, making special caps. Like yeah, I mean, it's uh, pretty mechanical now. I mean, but they're, I mean, there's still raw talent. Sure. Because some of the pieces I see around here just blow me. You know, they're awesome. I don't, yeah, I gave up the rattle can some time ago. Because it is, you use those masks. Because I know a couple of my friends that have gone blind because of not wearing masks mm. from the 90s. Yeah, it was, uh, like, yeah, no, it'll, yeah, no, you got a mask, you know. I got, I got yeah. one in the studio. Right, but we painted on trains. You guys really have the advantage of the buildings here. And the trains were, and there are trains here, but not like in the Midwest yeah. when you got like a, a, a hundred mile freight train stopped in the middle of nowhere for three weeks before they move it to something else. And that was always cool to see going down, you know, going down the road, going down the tracks of something that had, you know, somebody had, or a group of people had completely, you know, blasted with paint. It, it, it makes for a certain uh, really cool look. Yeah. And you're right. Uh, you can't really do the train so much around here anymore. Um, but one thing that has changed as well is that you don't you can get permission. You know, a lot of building owners now um, aren't are they're not fighting the graffiti, so to speak. They're 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 either welcoming it or even paying paying for it. You know, some people pay good money money for that because uh, you know it's a it's a highly attract it's a it's a highly attractive um, you know way to bring people right. you know, to bring recognition to your business. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, New York. Um, it at one point they just gave up on they're like. <laughs> I remember Turk 187. Do you remember that movie? Remember. Yeah, it was an old movie. It was about a graffiti artist, and it was a long time ago. But New York just kind of was like, ah, you know, <laughs> whatever. But there was an event here. There was a place, Little Five Points. I know you know it. And they got involved. About five years ago, I was doing some series of Lincoln murals for the state of Illinois. And, but the people got greedy. There's a certain, I tell artists that this is another thing. You need to learn your copyrights. Learn the copyrights. Learn them because you'd be surprised what the you pay. The laws are in your favor generally. Absol you know, absolutely. Yeah, you know there in 1980, late 80s, this will be quick, uh, Monty Python successfully sued ABC because ABC was taking their show and hacking it up. And Monty Python is like, you can't do that because it's our show and those lead into this, spam into the lumberjack, you know, whatever. And ABC is like, no, it's, it's our... Whatever we want. So they sued and won. It's called your moral rights. It's like, I can own the Mona Lisa, but I can't paint a mustache on her, you know, because the artist has his moral rights. And that's important. That's actually how Lucas was able to change the Star Wars. Because through your life up until your death, you have absolutely every right to change anything in your art, to do anything with your art, and no one can actually destroy it. And this is how Little Five Points came in, is the people who own the building... We're like anybody can paint whatever they want. Gave them, it was like one of the most famous legal walls in the yeah. world. So it went on for twenty years, but then they sold it because of you know the investments going on in this area now, and the next owners painted over everything. Well, they used that didn't go well for them. Yeah, it didn't go well because they used something called VARA. It's your VARA rights. This is what was Congress patent nineteen ninety, and this is how at the beginning of a video you see a hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine. That's under those laws. But they're very, very good about protecting artists' rights. 
the, the, the federal government knows that art is valuable. They know about, you know, they own their own, you know, the Ansel Adams series and things like that. And they treat every bit of art equally because they're, you know, they have to by law. So even a painting that you think might be crap is they have to treat as like potentially a, a billion dollar Picasso. Who knows? Yeah. You know, they don't know. So proving a work of significance is the abstract of that law. But I tell artists, you need to read Vara. And so they painted over it and they were able to sue because the artist has the right to have the chance to document it, remove it if possible, and on and on. And I'm glad they won because there was a guy in California who had a mural that Verizon Wireless painted over half of it. And they put in their half. They hired an artist to come. Yeah, to, but it fit with the mural. And that guy, I think he got about six million. I don't know that you know, but it's under Varo. And and beware when and I can go on about this for hours because I know a lot about it. But beware the words "work for hire," because "work for hire" means um, it takes away your ability to have your moral rights, your copyrights, like your work for hire for Disney. And then nothing wrong with that. I mean, they pay. They pay. But if you're going to jump in the... Just you know, know what you're doing. Know what you're doing. And, uh, but it's someone who hires you and you sign a contract saying, anything I make is yours. And you no longer have your rights of VARA or anything like that. But, right. and, 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 you know, as you were getting at, uh, the law is on our side. The law yeah, is on the side is. of the artist. So, so uh, you know, so use it. You know, protect yourselves. Or, uh, or uh, you don't even necessarily have to protect yourself. Just when you, if you feel like you've been taken advantage of or screwed over, uh, look into it. You know, talk to somebody. Right. Um, there are folks. Uh, you know, there are uh, attorneys that specialize in this kind of thing, and a lot of them will, will uh, you know, do it for nominal to no fee, just to just to help you know maintain <clears throat> the rights of artists. So, so that's really cool. So I wanted to make sure that people can uh, get a hold of you if they want to because you have uh, tons of information for artists obviously lots of great advice and also tons of great work um, and uh, and the capability to do even more so let's see so we've got Instagram Michael J Mayoski so that's M I C H A E L J and then M A Y O S K I Why Why excuse me S K Y M A Y O S K Y and what else? Do you have a website, or is that yeah. the best way to get a hold of you? What's the uh, website? Yeah, and I digress. Website is the best way to go. All artists need to own their own website. And just lead. If you have a Facebook, link it to your website. Never post anything on Facebook raw. Don't show progress pics. I mean, these are just things I recommend <laughs> on Facebook. Why, why do you recommend that? We because, see artists doing that. Yeah, because, well, well, there's the old illusion. Don't give away your secrets, of course. But... Facebook, when you post something, and if you don't do it in an appropriate way with so many pixel lengths, there's all kinds of little rules about this, but your painting becomes the next Starry Night, and it's destroyed in a fire, and the only copy was ever posted on Facebook. It's their property. They, they will now own Starry Night because it's posted, and that's the only copy. So just remember that. <laughs> So there you go, and and the and the and your website is the name. Oh, yeah, yeah. My why I have a website is michaeljmayoski dot com. You know, just type in Mayo Sky, you'll find me. There's not very many. Mayo Sky, there it is. Yeah, you know, they're not going to find that. So that's uh, right. 
anybody who who may want a mural or, or you know potentially a, a painting or a caricature even you know where to find them or or even better a bullwhip or you know what you can get all three or yeah. four or you know maybe maybe even be in a movie or something like that uh this guy does it all so get in touch with them and uh you know thanks again michael for joining us today um i look forward to sharing your work with with more folks and uh and you know maybe maybe folks in the future will be able to find some of your work on wet paint nyc too who knows we'll see yeah thank you very much this is new york is awesome i you guys have been great to me thank you that's right he said it all and you can find more great art and great artist stories at wetpaintnyc.com. And as we mentioned earlier, you can catch us both down in Miami during Art Basel week. Michael will be performing at Art Battles. Good luck to you, Michael. I will be at the White Law Hotel in South Beach from the 5th to the 8th uh, with a show of work there and doing some live painting as well. So come check us out. Come have some fun in the sun, and we look forward to speaking to you all again soon.